We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This is Rams Uncensored with Matt Herrera. This, this just, the, like that whole, I, I don't know, it just makes Brian Juano. I am in the cornfield looking at you right now. Tommy Avance. I want to host a, a radio show, but I stutter. And Mark you blending up those Krispy Kreme donuts and juicing that? You have now entered the danger zone. I'll give you a virtual hug, too. Are you ready? Welcome, everybody, buddies. To the latest edition of Rams Uncensored. I am your temporary host, Tommy Avance. Matt is out delivering coffee in his lift to very rich people and doing their homework for them. We have our co-host with us today, Brian Juwanu and Mark Lujan. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, buddy. What's up? What up? <laughs> what hey, buddy. I want to bring that back. Can oh. we bring that back? What's up? What's up? 
Oh my hey guys, God. real quick, real quick. I know we had you know our moist conversation the other day. <laughs> um, we 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 were we were talking about beer and yeast, and you know, like yeast can be like a kind of uh, sensitive subject as well. So we started incorporating moist yeast into the conversation today. Moist <laughs> yeast. Yeast. Uh, moist, moist yeast. yeast. So yes, when you're drinking a beer, think about moist yeast. So yesterday, you know, working in El Segundo, bored, waiting for my general contractor to come around, decided to ask Brian where he was at, and he was in the same city I was, so I drove .8 of a mile (laughs) to where he was and snuck up on him and got to see what he does for a living, and I must say, Brian, you got the life, buddy. It's a rough one. It is a rough one. (laughs) It, It is a rough one, bro. Now I know why you're always in a good mood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> brian gets just, just paid to, to sell beer to people and it's i mean does it get any better than that i mean ask landfill from beer fest come on man i don't know man landfill fucking got drowned in a beer tank <laughs> <laughs> but remember when he was telling the story about when he worked at the beer factory and he was just like oh, so yeah. oh, full yeah. of emotions like that's what it reminded me of yesterday when i got to see you do your thing i was like this motherfucker is landfill. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was just chilling yesterday. My El Segundo days are my easy days, bro. Just chilling with your uh, your Deschutes crosswalk fucking Hawaiian shirt. Dude, you will never get hit by a car crossing the street no. unless someone's on Tinder fucking hitting swipe right or swipe left. Then you might be fucked. Uh, <laughs> but other than yeah. that, nobody's going to miss that shit, bro. Damn. No, I like to make myself announced when I go out with that shirt. I like the hat too. You weren't wearing it yesterday, but you have. There's a hat too, like that, right? Well, I was wearing a Dashuts hat, but that, the other one has the the flowery under it, under yeah. the, the bill. Yeah, I didn't wear that one. Yes. I just wore the truck driver one. But nonetheless, here we are. So, Brian, you, didn't, you guys didn't take a selfie with with Brian's mouth open. No, I thought no. about it. No. That would have been nice because you already know what Brian's going to do. He's going to have his well, mouth well, open, first ready off, to accept the cock. You know, yeah, that's exactly it. Ready to accept the cock. It's just I leave my mouth open all the time, but Mark can't give me any because he's fucking got less than an inch. Imagine they're waiting. The ocean I just, of the I just ocean. keep waiting, bro. I give just keep that, waiting, bro. Give me that ZJ. <laughs> give me that ZJ. So Brian, Brian, what did you think of the yep. game on Sunday against the Browns? There was a game. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think that our defense is fucking spectacular. First mm-hmm. off, um, I think that the Rams are lacking an identity on offense. I think partially self-created because they are obviously trying not to get Todd Gurley too involved. So I think it's kind of scary how good we could be as a team considering we're not even clicking close to all cylinders on offense right now. So, I mean, what are we averaging? 26, 27 points a, a game right now and the offense hasn't even looked a shell of itself from last season yet. Exactly. So. Exactly my point. You know, everyone's always melting down, and I was 
talking to a buddy earlier about it, and I was like, remember when the greatest show on turf came out of nowhere and they were smacking people up by like 30, 40 points in some games? Like, it was awesome because we were so not used to that, right? And we, it was just nice to right. be a great team again and, and be a part of something special. But I got to be honest, man. Sometimes, you know, second, third quarter, we're up by 30. I kind of did other things. I kind of walked away from the TV and, you know, started making some food or something or having a conversation with somebody. I wasn't engaged anymore because it was in the bag, you know. And I prefer to be engaged for 60 minutes, you know, and games like that don't do it for me. I know it sucks, you know, being stressed out and the game being close, but, dude, that last drive where they drove all the way down and we're in position to tie and threw a pick to JJ to end the game, like, dude, what better moment is a moment like that? I hear you. Um, gents, be right back. Give me a second. Mark? I need to go tinkle. What are my thoughts on the game? Um, obviously, it wasn't a stellar offensive performance. Uh, we're still working out the kinks. The defense played fucking amazing, which was nice to see, and they're only going to get better, which is the scary part. Um, I think people are getting a little too <laughs> too heated about our performance and they just need to accept the fact that we're working on things if we won we're 3-0 and we're going to continue to get better let's see how the rest of the season goes we have plenty of time to fix out fix the things that we've been seeing that not everybody's happy with so let's just enjoy these dubs we got uh we have a gimme this weekend in my opinion against tampa and if we perform we underperform i should say then Maybe there's a reason to be a little concerned after this week. Yeah, I just, whenever I see Jameis Winston play against stellar defenses, it's always ugly. I predicted three picks this week from him, um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happened. You know, they just in general, what people are missing is we didn't play preseason two years in a row, all right? So, what are we going into week four? There's four preseason yeah. games, right? Yep. So we're on. We're about to go into our fourth preseason game, getting some reps. You know, getting them game reps. And if we win, we're four and zero going into the regular season, starting week five. So, where's the problem at? I don't see one. You know, and I think the saying goes too when it comes to football is that we know who's who around, you know, week five, week six. So we're yeah. about to find out pretty soon. Yeah, and if we're undefeated after six weeks and 6-0 and oh and we're still sputtering on offense, I'm not going to cry about it. They're trying out a new playbook. They ran the same playbook for 2017 and 2018 until someone figured it out. Someone figured it out early in the season when we played Detroit last year. And the problem is Sean didn't adjust. Other coaches weren't smart enough to follow his playbook until it got to the Bears game. Fangio's smart enough to know, you know what, I'm just going to do what Matt Patricia did. And that's what he did. And so on and so forth all the way to, you know, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. You know, Sean McVay didn't adjust. You know, I saw a lot of things out of the game on Sunday that I really liked that we talked about in the offseason. And there was two major things I was looking for out of this team to be able to take the next step, all right? 
One was Sean McVay learning how to coach on the fly and Jared Goff learning how to grow a pair and challenge his coach, even if it's on camera. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. And I saw um, one of those things happen on Sunday, and that was Jared Goff getting pissed off at Sean for one, calling a timeout when he threw the strike to uh, Josh Reynolds, and the didn't count because Sean didn't like the play and called a timeout before they, right when they were getting it off. Yeah, so he sort t- of interrupted the rhythm that Goff was developing in that drive, mm-hmm. and Goff. And it, and he got pissed, and then yeah, really and, pissed. and then on that fourth and one on on the other side of the field, and you know, Jared didn't want to kick the field goal. He wanted to go for it. He wanted to ice the game and put it out of reach. And Sean kicked the field goal, and he went over and gave him a piece of his mind. And I was super excited to see that because that's what you want out of your quarterback. Your quarterback is supposed to be another coach on the field, and he's supposed to be the leader of men. And if he can't talk shit to his head coach. Why, you know, how is his peers going to respect him? You know, if he just uh, does whatever he's told and he's basically an extension of Sean McVay. That's not what we want. We want Jared Goff to be Jared Goff. And I so saw Jared count- Goff me- be, be Jared Goff this weekend. Tommy, let me counter one thing you were saying earlier, though. Sorry, I was totally, like, having to help Julie move her car because there was somebody parked like a jackass. But uh, anyways... Um, I did hear you say that he wasn't able to adjust at all last year. Um, I disagree to an extent because remember when we ran 11s all year and then all of a sudden we started running 12s? That was an adjustment. Yeah, no, that was an adjustment. He just didn't make adjustments when it counted, when it really mattered. Right. My my point is, is he's shown the ability to do it. He just hasn't done it in the biggest moments. Yeah, no, I agree. He has to do it when it counts. Right. I don't care if you change the right. playbook and move some things around in the regular season. That's what it's for. But you need to do that in a game when you've only scored three points and you go into the locker room at halftime and you come back out and do the same shit in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl of all games. That's where, uh-uh, got to learn how to adjust. So we're, we're, look, we're watching that. We're watching his new playbook evolve. Um, he's doing a lot of different things this year, which is why we're struggling we're not run- if we ran the same offense we did the last two years, you would see two different things possibly each game. Someone blowing us up because they already know what we're doing, or nobody even bothered to be a good coach and just went out there and showed up and we sling it all over the field like we have in the past. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of different plays, and they're working things out. And they're still winning the games. So as they're working through their growing pains and their new playbook and not playing preseason, we haven't lost a game yet. That's pretty good, you know. I can't really get not upset bad. about that, you know. I can't. It's too early in the season to freak out, dude, especially when we haven't lost a game yet. Come on, man. Just enjoy the ride. Smell the roses because it may go away at some point and we could go back to, you know, 2-14. and 14. 
I'm not looking forward to that. That shit could, that shit, that shit could happen next week, for all you know. It could. You know what I mean? Like, they so, could, it, you know, the Bucks could come in here and smack us next week, for all we know. Yeah, I'm not saying it could happen, but they no, could. But no, they could. They, they could. They just won't. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's funny because I've seen Brandon Bate put out that stat about the Buccaneers and their run defense and how they held uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley to barely anything. And I guess their uh, overall like run defense, the DVOA is like through the roof. And so, I mean, not that we haven't really have much of a run game the last, well, the last game anyway, but. I guess that's something to kind of look after and see how how McVay handles that if they do come with a good run defense. Just sling it on they, them. The secondary is not that good. I was going to say, they have a good defensive line. I mean, Dominican Sue's going to come out looking to fucking make a statement for sure. And I'm sure he has some intel that will help the Buccaneers too. So just oh, so you absolutely. guys know, the number one defensive lineman in the NFL right now in Sacks plays for Tampa Bay. He has Zach Barrett. In three Shaq. games in three games he has eight fucking sacks. Yep. That's unreal. He's doing alright. He's <laughs> all doing alright. Right. Three games, eight sacks, that's obliterating the record if he keeps that shit up. He ain't gonna keep that up though, let's be real. So if he has eight sacks... I mean, good for him has, if he does. Good for him he, if he does. If he has eight sacks in three games, right, that leaves him with 13 games, correct? If he gets one sack a game in 13 games, he has 21. Fuck me. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> right? You know, you, know, you know who else is on pace for uh, quite a bit of sacks? Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews. Clay fucking Matthews. more sacks... In three games than he did in 16 games last year. He has four right now. So he's and I don't on. get all the hate about Clay Matthews. I mean, he's not a liability anywhere on the defense. He's just doing his job. He's not putting up these stellar numbers as far as, you know, the PFF ratings for edge rushers and all that. But is he doing anything out there where you're like, fuck, man, like, come on, get your shit together. Not oh, even, a, not even, not even a little bit. He's killing it. Yes, have some a couple of his sacks been some gimmies? Of course, Donald's gotten some of those too. You're gonna have gimmies when your defensive line is as good as ours because fucking the first two games, Aaron Donald was triple team. That means people are running free. So there's your gimmies. You know, there are layups, dude. Him and Fowler teeing off, dude. It's brutal. As they should. As they should. Yeah, James Winston. James Winston's fucked. If Aaron Donald is taking on three people and we aren't fucking teeing off, then there's something wrong with the rest of our D-line or outside linebackers. Whoever's rushing, there's something wrong if you can't win a one-on-one. Yeah, you're soft. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you're saying... So you're saying don't, don't say the word soft. I don't like the word soft. How about we say lark? You're lark. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm soft as Charmin, man. Me too, buddy. Ah, oh, dude, yeah. I tell you what, man. When I'm wiping my butt, I'm thinking about you all the time, bro. Dude, and I appreciate that. I think that's awesome. No problem. No problem. I can't wait to snuggle with you at the Niners game. I'm soft, Ooh. so I'll make you feel real comfortable. 
Oh, cool. Maybe you can cuddle <laughs> with my dad, too. How about you? <laughs> too bad the bogue isn't there. Shit. Oh, bogey. Little bogey. I don't even know what to say about little bogey and his little chin strap and neck beard and fucking gingivitis. But uh, let's talk about somebody we, we really dislike. How about those fucking idiots that uh, just joined a certain platform? <laughs> cricket wireless. See what, uh, cricket see what, wireless. See what happens when I when I'm quiet. Wireless. Show Ooh. just falls on its face. I just no. I just was waiting for a response. I was like, oh, oh, no one wants to jump into that one. No one wants to jump into that one. So fucking. Are we gonna? Are we gonna play anyone good anytime soon? Play the fucking. Who do we play we after play the Bucks? Seattle in two weeks? Play Seattle Thursday night in Seattle. What's next week? And then the Niners. What's next game? Tampa, Tampa, Seattle, Tampa, Seattle Niners. Niners. Yeah, I'm looking at. And then we got the Falcons, and then we got the Bengals in London. The Bungles. The Bungles. I can't. I, think, I what, honestly I cannot think we have wait. Bye week right after that, right? Yeah, I can't. We don't have a home game. We have a huge stretch after the 49er game. There's over a month where wow. we do not have a home game. With, with a nice little break in the season for the for the home games, they get they can burn you out a little bit if they're too many back to back. Yeah, but then you got that stretch where you're gonna have fucking Sunday night followed by Monday night. Sunday night followed by Monday night followed by me driving to Arizona to go to. The Cardinals game with Maki Mike and the Funky Bunch. That's going to be a busy week. Yeah. Hey, I don't know I'm if any of my... you guys noticed, but uh, Matt texted us, said that he's about 10 minutes away from home. Oh, I did notice. I just didn't care. <laughs> I saw it too. <laughs> but, but thanks for the yeah, breaking news, Mock. Any <laughs> other breaking news? Um, Brian sucks my weenus. Anything yeah. good? I honestly, dude, the last couple of yeah, days, I've actually been busy working. Bad. Do you guys... Yeah, uh, anything I fucking interesting happening in the NFL other than games? Any fucking drama? Uh, Ja'Kai Polite signed to the practice squad. There you Rams go. I really love that guy. Yeah. We'll see if we can get the, the knucklehead to realize, you know... He's going to be working at Walmart if he doesn't get his shit together. Fucking dumbass. Look, look, the best place he could be is the best place he could be is with us and it's not because he's with Daddy Wade or McVeigh or any of that. The best reason he's with us is he's with a former Florida Gator who was a high potential bust named Dante Fowler Jr. who was almost washed out of the league as well. If there's anybody that's going to tell him, "Hey, it's time to get your act together." It's going to be him. Yeah, the one thing I would say to the guy, like, sometimes you just have to be blunt with people. Like, I'd go up to him and be like, hey, do you like money? Because it seems like you don't. I'm just curious. Right. Like, somebody needs to say some smart-ass shit to him like that. Like, like, bro, do you realize that you can, you're in a position right now to create a horrible midlife crisis when you're <laughs> fucking ringing somebody up at, you know, fucking Rite Aid and you're making like 16 bucks an hour 
ringing people up, just remembering when you were in the NFL for five minutes and just swiping the fucking groceries because you're all like, fuck my life. That's what you're fucking up against, you dumbass kids. Get your head out of your ass, you spoiled brat motherfuckers. There we or go. ask him if he likes or if he likes living in Canada. Listen, that's the next stop, Canadian Football League. Yeah, no, he guy, guys like that aren't moving to Canada. He's just gonna fucking work at Wendy's or some shit. <laughs> no, dude, he's, he's straight to the XFL. He's the new. He you know how many human beings live in this country right now that are, feel exactly the way I'm talking right now that that had an opportunity and pissed all over it. And now they're fucking broke and they hate their lives because they weren't guided in the right direction by adults at a young age. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and he's gonna fucking be one of them if you don't get his head straight, dude. He has the opportunity of a lifetime right now. He went from, think about it, he's on his third team, right, in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But he went from shit, and then where did he go? Seattle. Okay, less shit to the shit. Uh, right. The, he He's on the team right now that he wanted to be on. He said that was his favorite interview he had was when he interviewed with us. And now he's on the team, so he got what he wants. So let's see how he handles it. If he handles it right and they get him lined up, are you kidding me? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, he's a high-motor dude, but, I mean, there's got to be more than character as a concern at this time because if he's got the talent, usually teams will put up with it for a minute. I think people are getting less. I think think the, the days of people tolerating people's bullshit is starting to slowly turn in the other direction dude if we have to have a bunch of fucking a bunch of guys in the league that are just good dudes and not run a 4-2 then fuck them you know i don't need to watch a guy run a 4-2 i can give a rat's ass why don't we just why don't we just bring tim tebow back then you know what why don't we just fucking bring alec ogletree back come on oh come on now dude pulled up lame on a fucking fumble return for a touchdown couldn't even fucking finish that Tim Tebow. Steve will love that one out. Number number 15. Fuck Florida. And fuck college football. And fuck Tim Tebow. Number 15. I don't watch college football. It's an NFL NFL farm system. That's all it is. Yeah, so you don't watch the draft? I watch the draft and I watch college football highlights. It's a fun So you don't watch to film me. on these guys for the draft? I just said I did. I don't watch. I'm not a fan okay, of college so do football. Watch college I don't. Football, I don't have a team. I don't root for a team. And I'm no fucking gear. I don't give a shit about USC or nobody. Don't care. College football sucks. I just farted. I just farted, and a little bit of liquid came out. Now I've never watched college football like as a fan. Like I just. I don't know, maybe because I'm not going to spend fucking Saturday and Sunday sitting on the couch. i got other things to do. There's nothing wrong with being a fan and not watching the game. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, could be a fan of, you could be a fan of a certain college and not watch the game. It doesn't mean you're not a fan. It means you're not a super fan like us watching like the Rams or something. But like, you could still not watch a game. Like, if you pick some obscure school like Toledo, where the fuck are you going to watch that game anyway? Yeah. I'm just saying, there's 
five billion fucking colleges out there that have football teams. Like, you can't watch them all. So, I don't know. But, Lark, why are you in the corner jerking off still? Uh, I'm done now. I'm done. Sorry, I just... <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, in the tish, it's in the tissue now. I'm done. So let's carry on. Oh, oh! Mark's about to take a nap now. <laughs> can't do that, dude. I'm way too quiet. full of energy after that. You thought it got. You thought it got quiet before. It's about to get really quiet. Really? Why are you <laughs> Where the fuck is Matt at? He should have been on by now. He's probably rubbing his problems again. He's probably rubbing his his wife's feet because she says that she had a hard day standing on them. She probably said, hey, I'm glad you're home. Now take me out for coffee. (laughs) And some McDonald's. McDonald's. Get me 20 chicken McNuggets now. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm sorry I didn't make an agenda like today. To I was busy. But you guys got to come Anything with something. Anything we talk to talk about. We got to come with something? Okay, so seriously. <sighs> Buck, week, somebody, we're, we're dude. Playing we're, we're playing the fucking box, right? Yeah. So what, what, what are you expecting? No, no, look. What are you expecting from these guys? They're probably going to stop the run. We're probably going to have to throw the ball over the yard. What are we going to do defensively? Are, like they don't have a running game, they're going to try to throw the ball over the yard on us. So we're, we're going to score. Are you expecting? We're going to create turnovers and and score a lot more points with a short field. Our defense is going to win us this game. Who's who's going to cover Mike Evans? Uh, probably Talib, and maybe you know with some help over the top. A will a keyboard will cover Mike Evans. Mike Evans is not fast, so you don't need a fast corner to cover him. You just need a physical corner. But you better believe that Jameis is gonna, you know, get in some trouble and just be like, "Fuck it, Evans is over there somewhere," and just fucking. Yeah, he'll toss it up and it'll get picked off. Yeah, there's gonna be turnovers. Um, Hopefully, Goff could have a breakout game. He needs it, honestly, just for for confidence purposes. If he could pick apart that defense and ball out, it'll be good for him down the road. I just want to protect Dude. Goff this game because their defensive line is is really good, and you know, and Dominic yeah. Sue likes to hit quarterbacks. So. Yeah, I was just about to say, is Dominic Sue going to get a nice little lick in on little Jared? Uh, I think he will. You think is it'll be clean or is it going to be dirty? Yeah, is he going to step on him? I don't know. No, we'll see. I mean. It's an intriguing matchup for sure. I mean, I don't remember if you guys remember the last time we played Tampa in Tampa. Yeah, Mark Barron had, had an nice interception that game, and where then, we had a nice little lead, and then uh, they were making a comeback. And I was going to say, and then the lightning came in, and everybody had to go to the locker room, and we had to hang on for dear life at that game. Yeah, didn't Robert Quinn kind of get the sack to end that game? I remember right. It was weird. Yeah, there was something weird there at the very end. I do remember that. Hey, Robert Quinn was balling out last week for the. It was his first game back um, from his suspension on the Cowboys. Yeah, he fucking he he balled out. It was cool. At first, I didn't recognize him because he was wearing a number fifty something. Um, But I, as soon as he got off the ball, I watched his form and I was like, "Oh, there he is!" I knew who it was right away, dude. 
You, he always has his. He's always going full speed off the left tackle, and his back is arched, and he's just driving around the edge like as fast as he can. I, you know, I, rem- I remember when I met him in the bathroom at Dodger Stadium. Um, somebody asked him about, "Hey, you guys, how, how you guys going to be next year?" And he looked back, and he's like, "Tell you what, we ain't going to be." Fucking four and twelve. We ain't gonna be seven and nine, motherfucker. <laughs> like, he went off. He's an intense dude, but he's a nice guy. Get off your phone, Mark. I'm not on my phone. <laughs> yeah, Mark. I was drinking my beer. Thank you very much, you Mark. Alcoholic. Mark, are you playing Sudoku? Are you playing Sudoku? I'm playing fucking Farmville right now. That's what I'm doing. You playing The Sims? You're whacking it. Farmville. You whacking it. You whacking it to The Sims. Sims. Just totally got laid on there. Been working on that pussy for weeks. Alright. We could end the show now, too, if you guys like. Because this is going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, going fuck nowhere. Hey. There fuck he Matt. is. Hey. About fucking time. <laughs> oh, Dude, I, I, the, eighth, fucking... the eighth fucking time is the charm. <laughs> hey, Matt. Right. We were just talking about how much you suck. That's cool. So, you guys talked about Ram's Twitter? No. We just talked Not about really. the games. Why? What, what, are we, what are we supposed to talk about? Let, with Rams let's Twitter? get your prediction for this weekend, Matt. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely going to be like 34-24 Rams. Easy. Taking my nephew. We're going we're gonna to school all over his boy, Jameis Winston. Wait, what? Your nephew's going to school all over his boy, Jameis Winston? No, we're going to school all over his boy, because he's a Bucks fan. Your nephew is a Bucks fan. Correct. That's just weird. I have a yeah. I have a I have a friend who is a Bucks fan that I grew up with, and he started watching football in 2002. Grew up in LA his whole life, and he decided to pick his team at the beginning of the season off of you know like how little kids fucking pick their teams off of some bullshit. I like the color of their jerseys or stuff yeah. like that. So he picked his he, team. He like the bright orange? No. He picked his team based on our high school mascot is the same mascot as the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm like, what a fucking douche. So the first year he's a fan, they win the Super Bowl against the Raiders. So he's like, woohoo. And I'm like, bro, just so you know, you picked a Florida football team to be your favorite football team for the rest of your life. You are fucked. Like, and it's been nothing but downhill ever since. And I told him, I was like, don't ever pick a Florida team to be a fan of if you ever want to be a part of anything that wins on a consistent basis. It's just bad move. And he just, every year, he'll write, like, every week, too, on Facebook, he writes this long old speech about the game. And I just reply, you have a team in L.A. now. You can erase this nightmare. And he just won't do it. I'm like, okay, man, just keep punishing yourself. <laughs> but the worst part is, is I lit him up the other day because he has a five-year-old son, all right, his first boy, his first kid, and he's not going to take his son, who's also a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, watches the game every week with his daddy. He's not going to take him to the fucking game because he doesn't want him to miss church and his baseball game. <laughs> And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You're going to take a memory that your son will remember forever and piss all over it because you don't want to mess with his routine. I was like, it must be 2019. Fucking, you got to be kidding me. 
I'm sorry, but I'm gonna take my son out of a, out of school on a Wednesday to go to Disneyland because I don't want to go there on the weekend, right? That's what my parents did. It's not I the mean, end of the world. All, you you can miss one day of school. You can miss one baseball exactly. game. You can miss one day of church. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers play in Los Angeles every eight years, and you're gonna not take him. I'm like, all right, bro. I'm not gonna argue with it anymore. I don't agree with it. I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, what do you, I what think do you, that what analogy. Do you guys think? I think that analogy you used with like taking a kid out of school on a school day. I mean, that's what life's about, man. That's what family and bonding's all about. Is like, you know, your parents surprising you one day and doing something like that for you, right? And exactly. you, you're not having to go to school or whatever. When did we become a society of paranoia where if you miss one day of school, the fucking world's going to end and you're not going to graduate and you're never going to go to college? Fucking kidding me? What's wrong with people? Whatever happened to doing things that are fun with your family and not following the rules so much all the time? You know what I mean? Like, fucking society's getting soft, dude. Yep. Something's going to change. Something's got to change. I mean, it's going to bend one way or the other, right? It's got to, but I'm just and, – and I gave him such a hard time this week that he's considering coming to the game now. I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just trying to, you know, let you know that you can you can break the rules a little bit, dude. It's not the end of the world. Like, right. I'm sure Xander would also, love to times- go – Yeah. Also, how many times are the Bucks ever going to be in LA? What, they're going to be here in another eight years from now. That's what I said. I'm like, dude, yeah, you're going to ta- like, take him in eight years when he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, man. Like he's right. five years old. Right. He's never going to forget that. When he's forty, he's going to tell his friends about that story. And now he's never going to get that story. I hope he changes his mind because I'm a little disappointed. That's exciting. Yeah, my my nephew, I think he just picked the Bucks. I mean, he grew up in Santa Maria, so there's, you know, when there was a time there was no teams, and he didn't, I don't think he wanted to like the Raiders, because everyone else in Santa Maria likes the fucking Raiders. So, yeah, I think it was just something from Madden. He just probably liked playing with that team a lot. He liked Warren Sapp. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it all, everyone, you know, growing up picks their own team if they don't have parents that are sports fans, right? That always... You know, can be an issue too. If your parents aren't sports fans and not engaged, you're gonna pick whatever team you want. You're not gonna, you know, I don't know. I wanted to do a segment this week, and I want to do it at some point, but it's gonna expose a lot of sports fans, and and there's some people on this call that'll expose too. But my point is, is that a lot of people that are sports fans in the world are bandwagon, and they don't realize it's their bandwagon because that word has been used in you know so negatively over the years that people will never oh no way i'm not bandwagon and they'll make up some excuse of why they're a fan but well it's your excuse of why you're a fan is why you're bandwagon can we take that topic and hop onto this whole thing that i have about ram's twitter sure no because like <laughs> all the talk that's been going on because i mean yeah you guys saw me in our dms that we have i think people are being a bunch of whiners and i thought after just like sitting down and reflecting i thought that they were just scarred by jeff fisher or some you know jeff fisher did something wrong to these people because you know that was in the relatively short past and granted 
like that that team had no business winning almost any any game it did like that the defense is what kept that team in games when that under Jeff Fisher and it was just bad and I get being scarred and wanting your team to do well and now like I just feel like these people like I say 16 and 0 it's kind of joking and you know what Brian I am down to take on that bet let's do that fucking bet if the Rams don't go what's, 16 what's and 0 what's your bet if what's the your Rams bet don't Go sixteen and zero. I'll wear a fucking shirt that says I'm a fucking dumbass at a tailgate next year. And if they do, you Perfect. gotta fucking do it. Cool, cool story, so, bro. Right. Well, no, I'll yeah. see you next year. And I'm a dumbass shirt. No, that, awesome. That is, that's totally cool. I'm totally. It sucks. Fine with it that. sucks because if they go fourteen and zero and they sit the starters and lose a game, <laughs> I don't care. It's okay. It's okay. But, so hey, maybe, maybe, the reps, at least, maybe the reps will blow one. <laughs> yeah, they'll blow something, all right. But Dude. From, all right. Yeah. <laughs> just from what I was sitting on and reflecting, it just seems like people's expectations, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I question, like, you're questioning them being a true fan and a bandwagon fan, and I kind of feel like, yeah, maybe that's the way it is because – I mean, when you're out there criticizing every single play, and it's just like, you, I don't know, you feel like you are a couch coach, right? And you're a couch GM and a scout, and you know what the fuck's going on. Like, we can all tell that that O-line isn't that great, even though PFF has them rated, ranked as, what, like 10th, the 10th line, best line in the NFL through the first three weeks. But still, we can all tell that's the weakest point on this offense. And that's what's going to dictate the success of this team, too. But everyone's freaking out. And it's like they can't just sit down and relax and just let things go. And just it's like every single second they have to have a fucking opinion. And that's just what baffles me. Yeah, when you tweet live during the game every play and complain about stuff, that's a little much. And I think that's what guys like Rob were talking about on the timeline this week. It's like, dude, it's, it's one thing to criticize this team. It's another thing to sit there for three hours during the whole game and just tweet about how everything's pissing you off. Like, that's ridiculous. We don't need a fucking play-by-play complaining session. Oh, you know exactly. I mean? First off, first off, first off, I don't even look at my fucking... I don't look at Twitter during the game. Like, I'm, I'm too into the fucking game to be looking at my fucking phone, first off. I, I agree. But second off, you bring up... But second off, you bring up this whole bandwagon thing. Dude, half... Half or maybe even like three quarters of the people we interact with on the on Twitter are bandwagon fans. They are flat out bandwagon fans. If the Rams went to fucking being horrible tomorrow, we wouldn't hear a peep out of them. No, I agree. And and the bandwagon thing. So a couple months ago, uh, Luke Thomas of the Luke Thomas Show on SiriusXM Fight Nation. I'm not even a huge MMA fan anymore, but I listen to his show because he's the same age as us and. When you're the same age as someone that grew up similar, you just have a lot in common in the stories that he tells you can relate to. So I like listening to his show. They did a whole segment on what bandwagon means, and they went through all the definitions and and all these variations. And there's all – everybody has, you know, like there's variables to bandwagon. Like, okay, I'll use Cody Leach as an example. He lives in Iowa. Iowa doesn't have an NFL team. He has every right – to pick a team that's around him. And he did. That was the Rams at the time because, you know, Missouri's right below. That's not bandwagon. He picked a team that was closest to him where he lived and where he grew up. That's not that that would not fall under bandwagon. Do you agree? Yeah. Uh depends on when you decide to pick the team, first off. 
like if you're a fucking 40 year old man and you pick a team all of a sudden out of the blue, cause they're nearby, that's bandwagon. No, I do not agree with you because that's l- supporting your local team. That's not bandwagon. Okay. That's supporting your local team. But so for instance, let's just turn this back around again. though. when that team is no longer local, when that team up and moves, are you supporting that team? If your team leaves you and you don't have another team in your where you live, it, you, it's okay to stay fan of that team if it leaves the city. Right. The NFL and left. Not bandwagon. No, that's not bandwagon. That's just sticking with your team no matter what city's on the front of it. You're just sticking with the team that you grew up with. That's right. different. That's not right. bandwagon, dude. That's loyal if you ask me. That's, that's exactly that's what, what I did. My point, my, 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 my point is, though, is so say the Rams decide next year they were going to move to London or something, right? And you decide, you know, fuck these Rams. I'm not going to follow them anymore. And you became a Charger fan because they were your local team. That's bandwagoning. Switching, yeah, switching teams. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't leave the Rams if they went to London to go to the Los Angeles Chargers just because they were local. See, like I said, you there's multiple. No, 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 I agree. Right. That's why I said there's multiple layers of bandwagon. Like, say you grew up, okay, for instance, David LaGreca, the host of Busted Open Nation on SiriusXM Radio, is f- Italian. He grew up in fucking New Jersey, and he's a Cowboys fan. He's fucking bandwagon. What the fuck? Okay. He's Born and raised. Jets fan. <laughs> He's bandwagon cowboy but, but, Troy Aikman, Roger it, Stahlbach, all that shit. Is is he bandwagon, or did he have a family member that introduced it to him? Because that's not bandwagon if your dad teaches you to be a fan at a young age. No, he didn't. He just picked the Cowboys because they were always on TV and they were good, and he didn't want to be a Jets fan because they okay. sucked. That's bandwagon. But no, like no, I agree yeah. with you. Like uh, Jake, Jake Ellenbogen, not bandwagon, and I'll tell you why. First of all. He grew up in an, now he grew up in an area where and I talked to him about this. You can be a Bills fan, right? You're, you're around there and whatnot yeah. and Giants, whatever. So Jake's dad grew up in Irvine, California, and lived next to Jim Youngblood, and was a Rams fan. That's how Jake became a Rams fan. So Jake's dad's actually from California, and was a Rams fan okay. here when they were here. Not bad. Well, that's fine. So Jake falls under right. your category, right? Mm-hmm. No, I guess. No, that's what I'm saying. So many. Little old you is a Niner fan. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really watching sports until the Rams won the Super Bowl when I was seven years old. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me pay attention to this sport. And then, I mean, I stuck with the team through thick and thin. And now, like, I'll watch them if it's Jeff Fisher coaching them or if it's fucking Sean McVay. And even if it is fucking football that makes me want to fucking puke, I'm still going to watch it. I don't know why. It's it's just those damn fucking jerseys. I guess I just love them too much. Let's get back to what you said, little old me. There ain't nothing little about you, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating, man. I didn't have dinner. I've been eating this whole oh, episode. Damn, oh, you've been eating crispy creams all day. You've been fucking stealing the crispy creams from the athletes while you're doing their homework. Dude, I can't be taking stuff from the kids, man. You clearly don't know anything about NCAA bylaws. <laughs> well, I know plenty about NCAA bylaws. What I hear out of your mouth is you're saying you're bi. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, 
So when I was listening I to that show, so when I was listening to that show, the conclusion they came to overall, which obviously we know there's lots of layers and filters, you know, within a, a bandwagon moniker, right? But what they came, what they said at the end of the day was, if you proclaim to love your hometown in your hometown sports and you root for a team outside of that market, you, sir, are a fraudulent sports fan and are bandwagon. I could not disagree with that. I could not because I was raised a geographical sports fan. So the way I was raised, I see bandwagon everywhere. I always have. Now, being on a Rams fan and having the Rams back and being on Twitter and meeting Ram fans from all over the world, I, I've done my best to not insult them, for one, because we're all on the same team. Right, we're all Rams fans, right. you know, and I don't want to, and I don't want to be that guy because it's just it's a dick move. So instead, mm-hmm. I've just gone around and asked them as individuals um, through conversations on Twitter, or some of the guys that have been on our show. We all ask them that are from out of town, "How did you become a Rams fan?" And a lot of them have very similar stories that keep them from that bandwagon moniker, like fathers and whatnot. But there are fans out there that grew up in certain areas in the country that are fanatical sports towns that root for all those local teams and are a Rams fan. That And the Rams never played in that city, and they have no ties to St. Louis or Los Angeles and never lived in either one of those cities. That technically is bandwagon. But to each their own. What if it, but if you start following... So I get what you're saying, but if you start following, say, the Rams, right... And you started following them in 1991, and you lived in freaking Georgia or wherever the hell you lived, right? Is it really a bandwagon fan when the team's like three and thirteen, and you decide you want to become a fan of that team? And you have a, your own team in your own market—that's fucking bandwagon. Yeah, but what, but what if you grew up and you first thing you said is, well. My dad's trying to force me to be a Atlanta Falcons fan. I don't want to be a Falcons fan. I want to do something different than my dad. So you decide, hey, I'm looking at all these jerseys. I know nothing about the NFL other than I'm looking at this jersey, and wow, look at that Rams jersey. It looks really cool. I want to be a fan of them. And you stick with them your entire life. I don't care if you have a local team. If that team started off bad, when you started watching them, how is that bandwagon? (laughs) It's bad parenting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Bad parenting? <laughs> Absolutely. You think my it, son's ever going to wear it, another it, jersey than the Rams? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me right now? It, it, it's his choice. You think so? It's his choice when he turns 18. <laughs> Does yeah, he pay the exactly. fucking bills? Does he pay the bills? If no. he wants a fucking NFL jersey, it's going to fucking have horns In on 2019, it. I'm going back to the old school. You don't call shots until you have something in your wallet other than fucking some little girl's phone number. Bitch. You can't tell him who he's supposed to like and not like. I can like, do though. whatever I mean, the on. fuck I want. I mean, you, you, you can do it. doesn't mean he's got to listen. Yeah, he doesn't have. Yeah, I'll do the same thing that, they, that my uncles did to me. If you don't like it, the door's right there, boy. Man, I wasn't stupid <laughs> enough to walk out that door. Listen. I'm not going to raise my kids like everyone else is today because there's a lot of soft little shits out there that can't do anything and think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread because they're allowed to do whatever they want all the time, including pick their own fucking sports teams. My son's room is covered in Ram shit. He is 11 months old and obsessed with that logo. Obsessed with it already. 
Because I beat well, it into because, him. You brainwashed because him. Because you beat it into him. But all, all I'm saying is when he gets to an age of making decisions on his own, it, it, it's 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 kind of like the same thing as if a kid wants to be straight or gay. You can't fucking tell them that they're going to be straight if they're gay. Dude, you went too far with that one. That is not even a but good you get comparison. What, you get what I'm saying, though. If they have a feeling one way or the other, you kind of have to let them have the feeling. Like that commercial. This reminds me of that commercial. It's a fucking NFL so, jersey so commercial. So my son comes kid... up to me. Brian's a fucking... Brian's a bleeding heart liberal in this aspect. So one day, I hope you have a kid and he fucking becomes a Niner fan. See how you fucking be okay with that. And Oh, yeah. And I'll shit on him every fucking week. <laughs> Dude, my son fucking even... fucking ass and put it in his face every week. People can oh say God. whatever they want about me. Oh, I'm a fucking dictator father this or that at least my son won't turn out to be a bitch okay at least i can fucking rest my head on that straight the fuck up but that there's not enough men nothing to do with his sports team no his sports teams are already set in stone it's rams and that's it (laughs) i I think a good a good like marker we can set for bandwagoners, like what if, he, what if he wants to be a what if he wants to be a baseball fan? I don't care. I don't even want him to play football. Full disclosure. So for okay. somebody who played as many years as I did, now if he is adamant on playing football, I won't tell him no. But I'm not going to encourage him. I'm not. And I know I have a lot of family members that are like, "Whoa, what?" Like they thought for sure he's playing football. I'm like, "Nah." I don't yeah. want him to be a cripple like I am at forty. I'm good. What if what if he says, Dad, I just really don't like football, but I want to be a gymnast? That's fine too. You know what I mean? And then then he's not even rooting for the Rams. Just because he doesn't like football. Yeah, well. He already likes football. You know what so I'm I don't saying. gotta worry I, about you that. You know what I'm saying though. Like there's so many variables that could come out of that. That's all I'm getting at. Brian, I'm just going to change Brian's name to Devil's Advocate. Right? Because <laughs> that's all he does, whether always. it's to me, always. Mark, or Matt. It's always Devil's Advocate. It's never, it's never, I agree with that point. No, he'll fucking disagree with everything you say and come up with some scenarios and all this shit. One of these days, Brian is going to say, I agree, and we're all still waiting. I have a fucking heart. Yeah, but then we would that but then we wouldn't have a show and then it would just be like, Oh my god, this isn't Rams uncensored, this is Rams fucking <laughs> oh, so it's all stick, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Don't let the people know, guys. Come on. Yeah, Come on, don't, don't give out. away the company secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's just mad because he's bandwagon because he's a fucking Gators fan. <laughs> oh no, dude! I'm fucking, I'm good, bro. Mark knows I, I he's bandwagon. With, I didn't grow up with any major college near me, so that's fine. No Where'd major you... college is near where I grew up, homie. Who cares? Why do you even watch college football? <laughs> Jim Gators like jersey football because I like watching football. I, I like when the NFL announcers say football every time they talk about the ball. That might be the most annoying thing I've ever heard. You never notice that? It's going to drive you guys nuts now that I said it, too. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to expose Thanks. you to that torture. Fuck. <laughs> Every, I think I was only half listening. But watch watch when you see, like, the morning shows before NFL starts, whatever, or even just listen to on the radio. 
they're all brainwashed, whether they're former players or media guys. When you when you when they talk about basketball, baseball, all the other sports, they never say baseball like oh he threw the baseball or he shot the basketball. They never say that, but in football they always refer to it as the football. They never just say the fucking ball. Don't you guys think that's weird? I don't know. I have to. I would have to hear it because I've always heard him say he threw the ball. I'm gonna have to start collecting data on this and see how actu- actually accurate that is, dude. It's it's annoying. <laughs> now you guys are all <laughs> gonna get in the pool with me, you fucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a text fucking but from Mark when I'm all drunk at the tailgate, and he's gonna go, "Thanks, Dick." <laughs> no damn. No, it's just gonna make it. It's probably just gonna make me moist. Who? One of the guys does it a grip, and he's a former player. Oh my god, who the fuck is it? It's brutal though. It, he says it like every. He'll say the word football like twelve times in four sentences. It's fucking unreal. Chris Collinsworth. No, it's not. It's a. It's like a former Eagle? offensive or defensive lineman um, that's retired. I can't remember who it is. I'll figure it out. Schlereth? But it might be Mark. He does. He does do it a lot too. Um, yeah, he does. <laughs> I can hear him <laughs> saying football already. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, All right, uh, gentlemen, have a good night. Later on the men, Jay. I like to just hear people fucking talk shit. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.